Welcome to College Prep Confidential, empowering your student with the elite tools they need to get accepted to their dream university. Discover test-taking blueprints from Ivy League professionals, financial aid secrets to get more money for school, and mindset tips for a better college future. Now please welcome your host, Don Sevcik. No, you are not hearing this incorrectly. There has not been an error on your podcast episode. We are back. We've been off the air for a while, but we're back for episode 32, where we're talking about transforming your college essay into an electrifying read in an episode entitled, Transform a Crappy College Essay into a Masterpiece with This One Skill. You don't have to be a great writer. You don't even have to be a good writer. But if you learn this one skill, you will level up all your writing, including your college essay. I learned this years ago from other writers. I also learned this from writing four books. I use this tip for the books that I write, as well as the articles and the blog posts and every other thing that involves writing in my life. And it always gets me good reviews on readability. I consider this tip so important, I framed it on my wall in my office. On my wall, I've got a framed copy of this quote by Ernest Hemingway. The first draft of anything is crap. Crap is a nice substitute for what Hemingway really said. You get the picture. Anyway, the point of this quote was learning the crucial skill of editing. When it comes to writing, what is editing? Editing is cleanup, it's clarity, it's organization, it's elimination, and it's reduction. The way I see it, there's three drafts of anything. The first draft you write is for you. The second draft you write is for the reader. And the third draft you write is for the naysayers, where you provide proof, evidence, polish, and everything ties together. Now here's a tip. Don't worry about being a good writer. Instead, be or find a great editor. Editing isn't all about catching grammatical errors or even checking for continuity. It's intended to get the right message across and ensure that your audience knows it 100%. Now I'd like to walk through an editing checklist I've built up over the last few years, which I think will help you. I use it for books, blog posts, and other writing. If you use this checklist, you will improve any first draft you write guaranteed. So let's get into the checklist. First, always check for spelling. This should be a given. If you're using Google Docs or Word or a word processing software, there's a built-in spelling check inside. Second, punctuation. Third, check for period, double, single, double or single spaces. Make sure you keep these consistent. Make sure all periods in each sentence have a consistent number of spacing before the next sentence. Each transition should flow in a smooth manner and make a logical transition to the next thought or idea. Now, I got this idea from a book called The Elements of Style by Strunk and White. And if you've not read this book, I recommend you pick up a copy and read it no less than three times. It all boils down to tactical editing. 
Make sure everything is written in the active voice. No passive voice, no hemming and hawing. Get to the point because your readers deserve it. When you get to the editing stage, the editing should be ruthless. Talk the book or the article or the post out loud. If you struggle or stall at any point, that particular part should either be A, rewritten, or B, eliminated. Next tip, walk away from your first draft for at least a few days and then come back and read it again. By doing this, you create an emotional distance and you'll be more objective. Inconsistencies and awkward wording will jump out at you like a lion starving behind the bushes when you walk by. Remove or rewrite filler adjectives. Example, she was very scared of ghosts. Change this to, ghosts scared her. Three words, straight to the point, no wasting a breath or extra words. Next, remove negatives if possible. What do I mean by negatives? Here's an example. I did not move slowly. Rewrite this as, I sprinted, or I rushed, or I exploded forward. Stay with the active voice. And even better, the active positive or declarative voice. Next, remove, slice, and dice as many to-be statements as you can. Examples, I was, are, we were, etc. Unless absolutely necessary, when you remove and rewrite these to-be statements, your book, your post, your article, your piece flows extremely well. Example, I am hungry. Change it to, I'm starving. Less words and the second sentence hits you in the face like a Mack truck. Here's another tip from Stephen King, who, as you know, has written quite a few books. The road to hell is paved with adverbs. If you can remove an adverb, if you can remove an adverb without reducing the meaning, do it. Here's an example. She ran quickly. Rewrite this to something like, she sprinted. How about, she's really strong. Change this to, she's a powerhouse or something similar. By doing this, you remove the weak adverb and create a visual of strength. Remember, when you're writing, you want to create a picture in people's head. They should be able to hear the sounds, smell the smells, feel the feeling, and see the sights. Next, remove redundancies. Absolutely essential, for example, should just be essential. It says the same thing and he uses one less word. Currently today is just today. Future plans? These are just plans. Plans are already in the future, so why say it twice? Here's another question to ask yourself during the editing process. Does your writing elicit an emotion or some sort of action? In a book about Adlai Stevenson called The World, The Life of Adlai E. Stevenson, John Kennedy talked about the power of action and emotion from speakers. And he said, Do you remember that in classical times when Cicero had finished speaking, the people said, How well he spoke. But when Demosthenes had finished speaking, they said, Let us march. Now, there's a huge point here that I hope you wrote down or drilled into your brain. The point of all writing is to elicit emotion to inspire some sort of action, whether it's for the person to ponder what you thought of and go do something about it, think about their current beliefs, or inspire them to get out of their chair and go do something. This is the point of the words that you put down. 
Next, trim long sentences. Break them up or rewrite them. And here's how you test for a long sentence. Use something called the breath test. If you read a sentence out loud and it takes you longer than one breath to read it, it is too long. Shorten it up, read it again, and make sure you could do it in one breath. Next, paragraphs. If you're doing text writing, I like to keep paragraphs limited to no more than five sentences. Why? It gives white space, which the reader likes. It is easier to scan and it is easier to process than gigantic blocks of text. When you don't have white space, when you don't let the writing breathe, you intimidate or turn your reader off. The number one goal of your writing when somebody first looks at it is, do they want to read this? Because you can write a 3,000 word essay. You could write the next Harry Potter book. But if the reader picks up your piece, looks at it, and gets intimidated by the huge blocks of text, guess what? It doesn't get read. Next, something called the Borden Four. The four-step formula was created by Richard C. Borden, who was an administrative chairman at the Department of Public Speaking at New York University. He was also a popular speaker and sales trainer and author. Borden says, when you give a great speech, think about these four emotional outbursts in your audience as you give your talk a right. First, ho-hum. Second, why bring that up? Third, for instance. And fourth, so what? So here's how you'd use that. If you'd open your writing up with, today I want to talk about my background, it would fail the ho-hum test miserably. Nobody cares. They don't. It doesn't inspire intrigue or curiosity. Instead, if you said, my dog died suddenly when I was 10 years old and it taught me a lesson about compassion, guess what? I'm going to stick around and I want to read more of that. And I've talked about this in a prior episode about opening lines. You must pass the ho-hum test if you want anybody to read beyond your headline in your first sentence. Next, if you make a statement such as, I'm an introvert, the reader instantly asks, why bring that up, right? What does that matter? So I'd rewrite, as an introvert, I learned a secret to small talk, which I'll share in just a moment. Okay, this is better, because the reader will learn how you overcame shyness and a secret to connecting with people. I will definitely stick around to read more of that. Next, the for instance point. In your piece about being an introvert, you could say, I overcame my shyness by leading conversations off with asking how the other person's day went and following up with what they are working on. With this, you give two examples and keep the reader engaged so it passes the for instance test. Finally, out of the, la- out of the four points, so what? If you simply say you overcame shyness for conversations, it does not answer to the so what test. But if you say by overcoming shyness, I made more friends and improved my networking skills, which helped me get a job. Well, now we've got something. That is something people want to stick around and read more about. And the final point, once you can read the book or the article or the blog post out loud with no stalls, no pause and no confusion, It is ready for the final draft. Here's a couple of additional editing points that you might be interested in. First, uh, the word that. If you can eliminate the word that, it usually makes your sentences tighter. When you take that out, does it change the meaning or not? Does it make the reading easier? If it does, get rid of it. 
get rid of some of the or many of the. Some of the writers becomes some writers. Many, many of the writers becomes many writers. Another one, auxiliary verbs like can and may. This is wishy-washy. If you, your readers demand certainty, so give it to them. You can highlight benefits becomes highlight benefits. Be, be direct and certain about your writing. So here's another one. Eliminate words, which we've talked about a bit with sentences and in paragraphs. And here's a quick story for you by how powerful this is. When I spent a small fortune back in 2017 to go to an Orlando conference to meet some of the best writers in the world, I learned a simple trick. Go through your draft before it's ready to be final. Can you eliminate words without dampening the impact? This means can you remove any words or sentences and not have the meaning or impact affected negatively? If so, get rid of it. Never say in 10 words what you can say in three words. Now here's a couple cool quotes about writing and editing, which I think you should be aware of. Stephen King said, write hot, edit cold. Ernest Hemingway, write drunk, edit sober. What these, things to, what these two things mean is when you're writing your first draft, turn off your inner editor. And I know this episode's about editing, but the first draft should just be you dumping it on the paper. Let your emotions rip. When it's time to edit, you be more objective, more cold, more analytical. And remember, the point of easy reading, as Nathaniel Hawthorne said, is damn hard writing. The harder you work on the edits, the easier it is for the reader. The easier it is for the reader, the more they're going to stick around and read more of your stuff. Writing is a way of talking without being interrupted. Jules Renard. Easiest way not to interrupt somebody when they're reading, make the reading easy. Here's a personal story I'd like to add about editing. When I wrote my first book and did one edit, I had my wife read it out loud, and she got stalled on certain sentences, which I thought read clear. Instead of getting mad, I just rewrote it so it flowed to a complete stranger. And because of that, people told me they couldn't put the book down. And it's all thanks to reading it out loud and finding the choke points. Reading things out loud helps you find odd grammar, unnecessary words, and broken flow. Reading it out loud in your head is different than reading it out loud. Ask yourself, can you read the entire essay without getting bogged down, confused, or stopping? Here's a piece of software which I've mentioned in prior episodes which will help your editing immensely. Hemingway app or the Pro Writing Aid. These both give you readability levels and help you cut out fluff words and unnecessary sentences. And Hemingway app is free. So you should run all your writing through the Hemingway app. So let's close with this. Writing is tough, and so is college prep. And one of the edits for college prep is finding an expert to fine-tune your plans. To help you, I put together a list of expert resources for you, like test prep, financial aid, and mindset. And to get these, go to cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com. I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. That's all for this episode of College Prep Confidential. To discover how to give your student a better future by increasing financial aid, improving test scores, and reducing stress, visit our website at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com.